I've lamented my original Best Buy where I started my collecting journey it had gone the way just of just completely cutting their section down to nearly nothing a few years ago. And but I had, you know, I had two more local stores just 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 being solid. Yeah. You know, not great, but solid. One was solid, the other one was great. And then I went to the solid one recently and they reduced their section down to one aisle. Mm. One aisle. The hell are you supposed to do with one aisle? Shelving. What are you supposed to do with one aisle? Then there's nothing, and you know, and, and it's half of its goal. Marvel movies. <laughs> and they, they have the goal to have to have empty spots on that aisle. It's like, well, here we are back for another episode of Chasing Labels, number two. This is episode number two. I am your host Stephen Billings, and with me is my co-host. Uh, Andrew Cabral, man, how you doing? Doing well. We are back in the saddle again. Once again, another um, copyright strike. Jeez. I know. Once again, another copyright strike. Uh, There's going to be no monetization on this, uh, but I do still expect my check in the mail. Okay. Well, I got you, man. Go, good, good, good. good. Got to make sure yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that goes through. <laughs> got bills to pay and movies to buy. Yes, definitely. Um, um, we got to make our money somewhere, but uh, gotta get to, bu- somewhere. to buy these movies. But uh, very true. Before we get into the episode, which we have a lot of lot of announcements and a lot of and a new uh, new list of things, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our. Uh, we both came up with lists of uh, films we think need upgrades, Blu-ray upgrades, or any kind of upgrades. Um, so that'll be fun, but that's later in the show. Um, I do want to go ahead and say thanks to everybody that listened to our first episode. We got a great a great response. Um, we're very happy that you guys are listening, and and some people are sending some nice comments. We also want to to shout out some people that uh, have joined our Facebook group. We have a group for the for the show, and uh, on that group we we asked everybody to kind of put in their input on. Um, you know, because our last episode we talked about some of our favorite uh, releases in our collections, and so we we asked everybody to kind of share with us some of their favorites. And right here we got uh, Jonathan James, uh, who's a friend, who put a list of uh, films in his collection that he really loves. He had uh, the cinema of uh, Ingmar Bergman, which is one that was on your list, Andrew. It was indeed. Um, he has the Crash 4K that just released from Arrow, which is great. I literally have three releases from that movie that I'm going to have. Um, <laughs> I, I was going to say there are there are like three releases now. Yeah, we went from zero to three. Yeah. in a year. Yeah, I, I I picked up this German release that's in a nice digi book, and then right after that, Arrow was like, "Hey, we're going to release a 4K," and I'm like, "Okay, well, cool. I'll get. I guess I'll have to get that." And then Criterion was like, "We're going to re- release it." I'm like, "Fuck." Okay, fine. I'll buy it again. Um, <laughs> but uh, he also put a Hamlet. Uh, I guess that's. I'm not sure. It says for Mister Bungo. I'm not sure of that label. Uh, to be honest, have you ever heard of that label? I have not. I have not. Yeah. yeah for yeah. a second, I thought he meant. Um, he mu- does he does he mean um, Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet? I'm not sure which Hamlet it is. It just says Hamlet. I'm not sure it didn't say wait. Yeah, wait, yeah. Kenneth Branagh's or or Lawrence Olivier's Hamlet. There, I don't know, but that's that, I would assume that that's the label's name. So, um, right. But uh, Brun uh, Brunsal uh, Brunals, um, the Essential uh, Collection from Studio Canal, and then the Dawn of the Dead 4K Second Sight, which is one I have that's really awesome. Um, then you got Dan Allen. Uh, who's a friend of ours, he, he put in there his favorite release, and his collection was the Columbia Classics box set, 
which is kind of kind of a and it is from a major studio, but it is kind of like a boutique release. Um, so you could kind of count that for our show. Um, yeah, because it's a unique release, definitely. Yeah, it's it's limited. It's 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 in special packaging. Um, they did do 4Ks for all these films. They're they're you know bigger releases. You know things like Gandhi and and um, you know uh, what's the baseball movie? Um, is uh, a League of Their League Own. of Their Own's in there, and there, there's a few other ones. Um, but yeah, it's a great set. It's not one that I decided to go after, but. It's definitely a good set. Um, then you got Eric Junker, uh, who put in uh, one of his favorite, re- some of his favorite releases are uh, Twilight Times The Fury. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. A Twilight Time reference. Yeah, yeah. Um, rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> I guess they're, well, sti- not quite, they're, they're still not living. quite dead. They're still, yeah. they're still living, but they're not the same, though. But, uh, yeah, it's not the same. And then Criterion's, I guess this was uh, back when it came out on Laserdisc, I guess Criterion's Robocop. Um, oh no! There's a DVD. Is there a DVD? Okay. There's a DVD of Criterion's RoboCop. Okay. Um, I almost bought it several times early, early on collecting, because I would see it at like used at a bunch of used stores back when they existed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it has an all like silver or gray cover and just has okay. RoboCop like indented in it. All right, and then he also said Blowout from Criterion, which is nice. great. Um, and then um, Alex Trevino um put he he put in uh. His James Dean Ultimate Collection Edition. Um, oh, nice! Yeah, that big Warner Brothers. Yeah, uh, collection. It's got Rebel Without a Cause, Giant, and East of Eden. Yes, yes. All on Blu-ray, um, and it probably has some nice swag in there. It too. does. It has. A, it looks like a great booklet and some postcards and some things like that. And then he also put the recent. I think this was recent Studio Canal's release of Breathless, um, which was looks pretty nice too. Um, I think that was a new 4K, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's I, nice. I'm pretty sure it was a 4K release. Um, and then, uh, forgive me for if I mispronounce your name. Uh, uh, is it Michelle Canopel? Can- I can't. I can, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm bad hmm. with names. But they they took a picture of their favorites. One of them was the Ingmar Bergman set. Then they have uh, Eight Hours Don't Make a Day from um, uh, from oh. Arrow Academy. Um, they get, Isn't that the the Rainer Werner Fassbender movie? Yeah, it's a it's a it's like a limited series. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they got the Joseph von Sternberg set from uh, Indicator. Nice. And they have the Eric Romer set from Arrow Academy, which is one I have. It's great. And then the uh, Bellatar film that San uh, Santan. Dango, I can't. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, oh, isn't that really like? It's long really movie? long. It's like seven hours yeah. long. And movies, yeah, I actually long. have that as well. I just picked up the Blu-ray that came out for it. Um, I can't wait to spend a, a day watching that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Derek Powers, our last here, um, said Arrows, Donnie Darko, Criterion's Rushmore, and Twilight Times Mississippi Burning were some of his favorites. And he also brought up this. A kind of obscure edition of a set called Palm Pictures Director's Label series, which is not something I was familiar with, um, but we'll look into. Um, but that's it from our comments from our, our group. We, like I said, appreciate your uh, interactions, and um, we will continue to to you know interact with you guys on here and bring it up on the show and and do that kind of stuff. So moving on from that. Um, 
We're going to start our show off this week with a couple little news tidbits, not necessarily announcements, but I guess you could say it's kind of announcements, but not 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 in the sense of like releases or anything, but kind right, of pert- right. pertaining to the labels. Um, first off, we got uh, news that, and, and this is something that's been hinted at for I think a few weeks now, and that's that Warner Archive shop. Uh, you know, Warner Archive shop was going to close down, and. We weren't sure what the fu- that meant for the future of Warner Archive, right? And and what? Yeah. So it wasn't even just Warner Archive Shop; it was all of WBShop.com. Yeah. So all of your T-shirts, your mugs, your your everything from all their properties—Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, DC Comics, whatever—all that stuff's all gone. Um, and it was hinted at um, for a while, like Stephen said. And as of March thirty-first gone the whole website gone instantly like yeah. like tears and rain gone and it's it was a kind of it wasn't abrupt because they had announced it yeah but there were it left a lot of people in the lurch specifically people like me who had put in um who had put in orders during the Warner Archive 4 for 44 sale which we <laughs> talked about 2 weeks ago yeah. on the show um my Order still isn't here yet, and as of I checked on March thirty first, uh, it still hadn't even been fulfilled yet. Yeah. It still hadn't; been, it was still unfulfilled, unprocessed, and for a lot of people, that seemed to be the case. It is now April third as of this recording, and who knows what's going on uh, in term. But what ended up happening later that day on April first or April second, um, we all the people who have orders from. The WB shop all got emails basically updating them on the situation. I mean, but it took like a day for them to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it took them a while. And I was and I was upset because it's like you didn't think that people would want to know what's going on with their orders that have been in the ether for two weeks yeah. or so. Um, but yeah, so that's completely gone. But in its place when it comes to Warner Archive, and this really pissed off a lot of people as well, um, there's now a Warner Archive store inside of Amazon.com. Yeah, and I mean, for it's... people who don't like Amazon, it's kind of pissed them off. Well, I mean, this is the thing: is I think for people, you know, they just I think for the most part wondering about the future of. Uh, I mean, I'm still a little wondering, still wondering about the future of Warner Archive in general. Yeah, um, me too. But also, you know, we do love that four for forty four sale and. They did say that this would maybe be the last one, so maybe with Amazon, Obviously, yeah, that we we might not get any kind of sales like that anymore. Um, I know Amazon a lot of times has cheaper, you know, cheaper prices. Um, so maybe at the setting prices for these movies will be a little cheaper, maybe, but we might not get to see any kind of sales like the four for forty four anymore. Um, yeah, I mean, I have no idea about the state of Warner Archive itself. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, hubbub and just a lot of, you know, speculation that it may eventually disappear. This could be the last calendar year for it. Maybe they'll just ride out the rest of the year um, when it comes to releases. I don't know because they're still announcing stuff. Yeah. Uh, and But from what I've heard and from what I understand is that many, many people who had worked at Warner Archive or for Warner Archive no longer have jobs because it doesn't exist anymore. And that seems to be the people who were running it and the people who were running like their social media and the other people that are probably working behind the scenes on it. So I don't know what it left 
in the state of production of more archive discs. Because for those of you who've been collecting these discs over the last several years, they've been really outstanding when it comes to uh, the production of these discs. And just the amount of discs that have been produced have been have you know skyrocketed as well yeah but the quality when it comes to the restorations and all that kind of stuff is that going to take a hit as well i don't really know and i don't know if anyone really knows other than people who have contacts there or people who are you know working there themselves yeah but i hope it doesn't go away well i really hope it doesn't what's interesting is it's the the different strategies of these big you know corporations because somebody like warner you know, they're, I think they're going full in on their, their HBO Max, um, their streaming. And yeah. somebody like Paramount, who has, for some reason, like we talked about last episode, went in on physical media label, making their own physical media label. And they also have a streaming service that they've kind of rebranded recently with Paramount Plus. But they, they don't have as great of a catalog as Warner. So maybe they think they need to, somehow maximize their profits by putting physical media out versus just throwing it on streaming. I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, well, I mean, this doesn't really fall in the realm of what we want to talk about here, but they have their Paramount presents line and their Paramount presents line is supposed to be like their quote unquote, like definitive versions of these films yeah. on Blu-ray. And I think they're up to about 18 releases now. And they've only started, I think releasing these, like late last year, like around yeah, yeah. August, September area, something like that. So they're still announcing those and releasing those, and they're not quite their quote, you know, quote unquote Warner Archive versions of their movies because they're mostly their mainstream stuff. It's not a lot of their back catalog stuff. Coincidentally, they're releasing a lot of their back catalog stuff just through their name paramount itself <laughs> they're not yeah. they're not giving it any type of special label or anything like that like they releasing um like they released um barefoot in the park with jane fonda and robert redford like through like just a regular paramount release i mean it's like an eight dollar paramount release but it's still something yeah. and that's like an old like movie that's part of their catalog um so i don't know where what they're doing in in that regard all only thing i hope is that these companies Whoever they are, they continue putting out their back catalog on Blu-ray because a lot of their back catalog still hasn't seen the light of or, day, or at least share the 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 licensing with companies that want to with put somebody it. else. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. a lot of these companies will just hold on to shit. Um, and yeah, that, forever in the hopes of you know j like just because money. just because. Um, and that's what I feel like maybe Warner is going to do. You know, it's what they're trying to do. You know, it started out with destroying Filmstruck. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know getting all what they wanted back and then um you know maybe they're gonna decide to stop uh worrying about physical media so much and put put it all on their streaming service and yeah we we know. talked a little bit about it on cinema discovery project when warner brothers and at&t merged and become what they call what are they call warner media now warner or media nonsense? group yeah something like that or yeah. some nonsense like that and what it would mean for the for the state of physical media and for the state of classic films in general. Like, how would it affect TCM and and how would it affect Warner Archive? Well, we're kind of seeing how it's now affecting Warner Archive maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we knew how it affect Filmstruck. Kill, it killed it and, and you know, kind of killed that whole, you know, Turner Classic Movies and Criterion team up and whatnot. Um, and so, I don't know, it kind of... 
Well, I just I'm worried about we're it. Seeing I'm worried about it, and what it le- what is going to lead to, or what it is leading to, is panic buying a <laughs> lot of these Warner Archive titles. I've seen people put in orders for Warner Archive titles where they're buying like 50 titles yeah. or something like, or 30 titles. Hey, stop talking about me. I'm, I know. Damn I'm, it, Steve. No, nah, I don't put. I, I, that's I'm not. That's out. not me. Not this time. I mean, I wish. I wish I could drop. You know, whatever. You know, that's like five hundred. Bu- that's like five hundred bucks, buddy. Yeah, whatever <laughs> thirty times eleven would have been. But um, it's a lot. But because uh, I mean, like I, I bought, I bought eight, and it was a hundred bucks. So <laughs> yeah, I bought seven, and it was seventy. No, it ended up being sixty because there was there were some coupon codes floating around oh, out there. Oh man, that that there was one that was twenty percent off that kind of didn't work. Then there was one that was fifteen percent off, which kind of which kind of helped a yeah. little bit. But um, so I ended up I ended up jumping on that. Yeah, so so that's Warner Archive in its current state. Yeah, a lot of consol- buy it while you can. Yeah, a lot of consolidations <laughs> going on. Also, consolidating is here we go. I'm, you see me where I'm going with this? Um, nice transition. Yeah. Uh, there's also a new, another consolidation going on here with uh, Arrow, and Arrow has decided to just kind of uh, take the Arrow video umbrella and just put it put all their films under just that umbrella. They're getting rid of uh, Arrow Academy label, and now they're just going to start branding everything Arrow Video. And uh, you know, some people are getting a little upset about this. I don't, not sure that there's a reason. Um, I think uh, you know Arrow's you know, kind of, uh, you know, went across the, the spectrum of different types of films, whether it be horror or cult, uh, and even some like really good dramatic piece movies, you know? And so they, I think they, they just feel that they shouldn't have to keep trying to like bounce, bounce around where they, they, you know, release which label through, they're just going to put it all under one. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, yeah, essentially. Well, basically, I mean, if people didn't know, uh, Arrow Video, one of the biggest UK companies. Uh, they a few years ago they started a US branch uh, where they sometimes release some releases simultaneously here and there, depending on um, licensing rights and whatnot. But they also had their Arrow Academy line, which were films that are that are different than their regular Arrow releases. They were films that kind of were more like uh, maybe in the classic film realm, maybe not, but more like. More things like, like for example, Cinema Paradiso is an Arrow Academy release. Gosford Park, one of Robert Altman's last films. The Far Country, which was a Western with Jimmy Stewart. Uh, the Big Knife, which I think is a film noir from the 50s. The Major and the Minor, which is, you know, a, a film from the 40s. You know, they had a lot of, and they even had like foreign films like Seijun Suzuki's uh, t- The Taisho Trilogy. I was going to say, a lot, um, a lot of their box sets were Arrow Academy. Yes, you know, they were. Yeah. Um, and they had and they had a lot of great releases. So basically, what they're going to do now is they're going to just not have the Arrow Academy label on their releases. But what they're also going to do, and this is where I think kind of bothers me a little bit because I'm a collector, is they're going was when they re-release some of the older Academy Arrow Academy releases. Like let's say one sells out and they got to make more. When they're making the labels, the new labels, they're not going to say Arrow Academy on them. So now it's going to cause people to go out and buy all the Arrow Academy releases they can right now just so they can say Arrow Academy on it and not just say I mean, Arrow Video. I mean, look, you guys should have bought them when, you, when they first came out. I mean, let's, let's just be real here. You know I mean, <laughs> I, I mean every, you can buy things whenever you want, but still, I just think that's annoying because it just, it just, it's a little like, you know, 
obsessive compulsive things I have. Once again, once collecting. again, it's an OCD thing for with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's an OCD. Yeah, it's an a personal OCD thing, thing, and uh, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't bother me one one slight bit. I think uh, you know it's it's fine. I mean. I, you know, so a few of these labels do little sub sub label things like Kino has Kino Studio Classics, and oh, we'll get it. We'll, we'll get into that. we'll get into that in a second. But like, uh, you know, you know, Scream Factory has Shout Factory, and like, you well, know, Shout Factory, you know, is the main one. Then okay, Scream Factory, well, whatever. But Shout Factory also has Shout Select, yeah, which is another one. I mean, it's like it's like it's like Inception with some of these labels. Yeah, for some <laughs> reason they have these levels when they can just put them all under one banner. I don't know why, but Whatever works for them. Um, so yeah, just keep keep giving us quality just, releases. That's all, that's all I, I care that's about. That's all I ask. Um, so I guess without further ado, we are going to move into um, our announcements and acquisitions. Um, okay. We got we got some some good announcements. Uh, you know, this time around we we got uh, arrows. Uh, June announcements. Um, they're June slate. They're June slate here. And I'm gonna make sure I bring it up to make sure we get all the the tasty bits. I know that's, that's that was gross. I know. Sorry, I said that. But um, but I know so far with with me, I've I think I've already pre-ordered half of this uh, slate here, which tells you that I'm probably broke. Um, <laughs> I'm not, but I'm 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 like once again, I'm glad my wife doesn't know how much I spend. Um. But starting in June, the first thing I got here, they got a movie called The Stylist. Um, I'm not familiar with this one. Um, it look, It's a relatively new film. Um, it, I think it came out in the last few years or maybe last year. Um, but it's, it's getting a limited edition Blu-ray. Um, like I said, it's a pretty new movie, so it doesn't have any here and it didn't have anything about new restorations it's probably pretty new yeah it's probably gorgeous um and then we got a film called eros uh erozumi erozumi that's what it looks like to me yeah um it does a yasuzu yasuzo masumura that's what it looks like and this is yeah this is a movie that came out in 1966 i love the cover yeah uh, if you go to um, Arrow Video's Facebook page, you can see all of these. If you go to Blu-ray.com, you can see all these. On Blu-ray.com, they have all the breakdowns of these movies. Um, the first one that Stephen mentioned is a two-disc limited edition. Um, one is a Blu-ray disc, and the other is a CD that has the soundtrack. Um, and The Stylist is a movie that apparently came out this year, so it's pretty new. Yeah, I was going to say, I, th- I knew it was pretty new. Um I do have and, the, yeah. Yeah. I do have the, I'm on the arrow page, just a lot more detailed. Okay. Um, so then we got uh, Major Dundee. Um, yes. Which is a two disc limited edition Blu-ray. Um, it's got the extended version of the film and then also the theatrical version. Yes. Um, which is uh, exclusive to this this edition. So if you want that theatrical version, you'll have to buy this limited edition. Yeah, and, and for those of for those of you, I don't mean to cut you off. For those of you out there, um, this is a Sam Peckinpah film. Yeah. And this is this also has already had a Blu-ray release here in the States through Twilight Time. But that's been sold out for a while. And this here looks just packed to the brim with extras. Yeah. We're talking multiple commentaries, 
um, a new uh, presentation from 4K scan. Um, yeah, two like Stephen said, two cuts of the movie. This thing the artwork is, is great. Packed, and the artwork looks really great. Um, I'm assuming this, the uh, the limited edition is going to be like a big one of their thicker. It's box it's like a little version, bit. It's like kind of like kind of like your RoboCop, like a thicker like a thicker box. Did you pack? That's box. what it looks like to me. Yeah. Even though I can't see if if there's like a a poster. Or there's a poster. A yeah, there's a poster. Is there? Yeah, it looks like a poster with some like postcards. Okay. Um, are, are in the inside. Um. But uh, yeah, like as you said, it's, uh, this is a Peck and Paul film, so I, it's probably going to be violent, uh, which I'm excited for. Uh, <laughs> I, I also think this this actually also had a release um, on a relatively new label um, imprint. I think released this. Oh, also, um, which their stuff is region free, but it's an Australian it's an Australian company, so the shipping to America is pretty rough. Um, it's expensive. Yeah, it's bad. But um, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they released this also. Um, yeah, and and the Twilight Time release, for those of you who have it, uh, did have both cuts of the film, but it looks like it didn't have the same amount of extras. Um, just, just, just eyeballing it. Um, yeah, so, but that's a Sam Peckinpah film from 1965. So that's, Early on his career, that's pre Wild Bunch, Sam Peckinpah. Okay. So that's before then. That's before his seventies work as well. Um, yeah, that's that's a great release. I really really want that release. <laughs> that comes out June twenty ninth, so later June. Yeah, I'll be definitely getting that. And and the one I fought over about maybe getting and maybe not getting, but I ended up of course getting it because I have. I have problems is uh the 4k <laughs> the 4k of the bird with the oh, crystal plumage yes oh i'm gonna excuse me while i gush yeah so oh I, i'm so happy for this release because i missed out on the limited edition blu-ray version yeah. of this from a few years ago because i had i had i started collecting these limited editions late so i missed out on a bunch that went out of print that sold out so i have uh, what do I? Have? I have the Cat of Nine Tails. Yeah, and I think that's the only one I have because uh, I want. And Stephen has a couple that I want. I have. Um, uh, I have Deep Red. I have the limited. Yeah, Deep, Deep Red's Red. the one I wanted. Um, I do have this. I do have the standard of Cat of Nine Tails, and I have the standard of this movie. Um, so that's why I decided to go ahead and get this because it's got the nicer packaging. It's gonna have posters. It's gonna have postcards. This, yeah, it's got a new re- it's got a new restoration. Yeah, 4K from the original scan. camera negative. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, and you can find those limited edition Arrow releases on like eBay and places like that, but they're going to be rather expensive. Yeah, like they're pro- like for to get Deep Red uh, on eBay. Last time I checked, it's probably going to be anywhere between you know seventy and a hundred dollars. Yeah, somewhere around I probably there. spent forty to fifty dollars, maybe. Yeah, and they usually initially. when they come out. Yeah, like this. Uh, I was gonna say I thought this was. I don't know if it's. I don't know if this is up for pre-order yet. Yeah, I've already pre-ordered it. Yeah. Oh, what am I saying? It's on Arrow. You can it's, go to Arrow 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 site or where I go, which is Diabolic DVD, and that's where yeah. I pre-ordered mine. Um, and Diabolic has it on pre-order, f- not that expensive. So sometimes you can. I think luck it was forty three dollars, which is I think, which is a great price for this. Yeah. Which is an amazing price for this, and sometimes you, 
you can luck out with pre-order prices being rather cheap, and then when it comes out, you know, the price shoots back up. Yeah. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Um, but go on, Steven. I keep cutting you off. Well, you're good. No. Um, uh, I started off rough, so I needed to, I, I got to the right site now. Now I, I get all the info in front of me. Um, and then the last kind of, and this is a, this was, was a surprise to me. And this was probably definitely would have, you would consider a Arrow Academy release if the, if Arrow Academy was still around. Um, but this is, you know, now under the Arrow video label and it is the years of, of lead, uh, five classic, Italian crime thrillers from 1973 to 1977. Um, so this was an interesting, you know, surprise here. Um, you got four films, um, in, or I'm sorry, five films in the set. Um, you have, uh, 1975 Savage three. You have 1976's like rabid dogs. You have, Colt 38 Special Squad from 1976 and 1977's Highway Race, uh, Highway Racer, and then No, the case is happily resolved. 1973, great title. <laughs> great titles. Um, I don't know I, when it says Years of Lead. I don't know if that's pronounced lead or, lead. or pronounced lead. Maybe it's lead because the idea of like you know crime, like, like bullets, you know, lead bullets. bullets. Yeah, that's probably. Uh, it. But these, yeah, these are five films from 1970s Italian cinema, and just there were just 1960s 70s italian cinema is all about kind of like the political upheaval in italy at the time um and so these films are all kind of in that range um they're called yeah it says this box set i'm reading from blu-ray.com this box set gathers five films from the heyday of the quote unquote paliziateshi uh, the umbrella term used to describe the diverse body of films and just goes through all, all, all of these films. And yeah, they all have high definition Blu-ray presentations um, uh, restored from the original camera negatives, including a brand new 2K restoration of Colt 38 Special Squad, which is exclusive to this release. And it looks like, yeah, there's all kind of interviews, a lot of interviews. Good, good, goodness <laughs> gracious. Um and yeah, and booklet, and there's a booklet featuring some essays, and each each individual release comes in its own case with reversible artwork. And yeah, it's a massively beautiful set of movies that I've never heard of. Yeah, but, yeah, but I really am interested in. Yeah, I mean, as as you know, I'm a, I'm a I will take chances on things, and this is something I will I've already pre ordered, so it's 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 coming because this this kind of reminds me of the. Um, the set that was put out by uh, Arrow some years back ago. I finally got a hold of it. It's, it's the um, shoot the Japanese director um, Grave uh, Grave and Honor or something like that. What am I? Oh my goodness! You know what I'm talking um, about? Um, yeah, I know that set. That set's out of print. Well, I mean, there's it's the bigger set. I'm thinking of I'm the other set still in in print, but the I'm for some reason it's it's I'm blanking on the name of the set. If I could get up, I would, but I can't. Um, <laughs> lazy. I, well, I don't want to no, leave. I don't want to mess up. Part I don't, of yeah, what you we don't want to break the fourth wall here. But uh, yeah, um, it kind of kind of reminds me of that. But um, yeah, this looks like a very interesting set, and um. And if you don't know, uh, Arrow does have a sale going on right now. Um, they have their Easter Carnage sale uh, up to seventy percent off. Um, yeah, but that was on. Uh, what well, now? Which website was that? It's on a few different ways. It's like Grindhouse, and then uh, also I think it you can go to like uh, what's it? HMW. 
I think it's the site or there's a few sites that it's actually doing the sale with. So. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're to. Oh, I found that box that you were talking about. What? What is it? What? Um, it's. Let's see. It's battle. Yeah. Uh, battle. Um. Without honor. Yeah. There's. It's like a set of like. It's a whole. It's a series I had of it movies. And then I just lost it. How did you lose it? Because when you look up that, when here we go. Found it. Yeah. Battles without honor and humanity. Yeah. The that, complete collection. Yeah. It kind of. Yeah. Is expensive as all heck to get. <laughs> yeah. it, I had to go spend extra money to get it. <laughs> and you can buy, it would, the irony is that you can buy each of these six movies for relatively cheap, but you don't get, you miss out on something from the box set. I think you miss out on a booklet or something. Uh, I'm sure some of the, I mean, it's just the, fe- there might even be some features that are not included yeah. maybe, but. Um, well, yeah, because the box itself was limited to only 2,500 copies, yeah. which is not a lot of copies. Yeah. Not a lot of copies. Uh, but that grind, that um, arrow sale that you were just talking about, is um, yeah, it's called what was it called? The Easter Carnage Sale. Yeah, a great, yeah, a great. Yeah, it uh, says it says it says etch, um, it's also includes Zavi, um, un, unobstructed view, and Grindhouse video and HMV, um, all are oh, wow. part of that sale. So all the, all arrow stuff on them sites are part of the sale. Um, nice. So, yeah, and it's got some. Decent prices, depending on what you what you're looking for. I'm sure a lot of things are sold out by now. Um, yeah, it only goes to true. April 13th, so if you need, you should go look right while while there's things left. Yeah, it is April 3rd right now, and then by that time this episode's up, you'll probably still have some time. But that's yeah, uh, those. That's, that's it for Arrow. Um, what do we got next? We got uh, we do have um. Warner have, Warner had a Warner had a, had an interesting thing pop up uh, on April yeah, Fool's this, Day, which this, is not apparently a joke. So yeah, they they screwed around with people on April Fool's Day because that was also the day that they announced their whole, that their Amazon store. They announced it like midnight of April Fool's Day, and it's like, uh, <laughs> is yeah. this a joke or is this real? But then they also announced that they're going to release an edition of Drunken Master Two the Jackie Chan film from 1994. Yeah. And apparently up to, apparently as of right now, it's real. Um, It's not an April Fool's joke, but this is um, important to Steven because Steven is buying all of the Jackie Chan movies. Yeah, it is very important. Yeah, I, I, uh, if you, (laughs) if you don't follow like 88 films and Eureka's, they've been putting out a string of Jackie Chan movies from, uh, you know, all his Chinese films, uh, his, you know, Hong Kong films and, I've been buying all of them, and uh, you know, I have I have Drunken Master uh, from Eureka, and uh, you know, they we've just been waiting to see who's going to put out Drunken Master Two or The Legend of Drunken Master, which is what what, is, what it's also called. And um, looks like I, I mean, look, I, I have a feeling one of these other labels are going to put it out still, but I mean, I'll buy Warner's if that's where I got to buy it from. I mean, it's, I mean, I need it, I want it. Gotta get it. I gotta get it. Mm-hmm. But um, not much info on that. Just it was an in- interesting kind of uh, you know pop up, which you know I, I kind of don't appreciate it. Uh, though I appreciate that it could get released. I don't appreciate them re- releasing it on April Fool's Day because now I don't know what to believe. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> also, come on, people. After the year that people have had, we got we had to, we should have got rid of April Fool's Day in general. Yeah, all right. I mean, like, come on now. We should get upset about that still being a holiday. 
Um, but <laughs> all right. So I guess moving on, um, we have one Scream Factory release we want to talk about, and that's um, an early Oliver Stone film, um, The Hand is getting a re-release. You said it already had a Blu-ray before? I believe it had, or maybe just a DVD. Let me look. Um, cause I'm, because this was actually announced back in February. Uh, look, no, it looks like it's it's the first time here in the States okay. we're getting the hand. Um, yeah, it's being released here and Canada. Um, I thought it had a Blu-ray release earlier, but no, I guess I was wrong. But yeah, it's getting, yeah, it's getting a Blu-ray release and... It's getting and, and the Blu-ray release is coming with a new 2K restoration from an interpositive. Uh, it's getting a new interview from Oliver Stone, new interview with actor Bruce McGill, new interview with actress uh, Andrea Makovici, new interview with producer Edward R. Pressman and actress um, Annie McEnroe Pressman. Audio commentary with director Oliver Stone. I guess that's that that may be a carryover from the DVD. Yeah, but yeah, that's interesting just because. Um, it looks like it's part of the Scream Factory imprint, along with a couple of other titles here. Um, cool, though, because, um, yeah, that's another, like, I mean, that kind of works into the title of the show, you know, a movie that was on DVD but hadn't been available on Blu-ray yet. Yeah. And, and that's an early film from a prominent director, which I think is all always cool. I, I think It's always it, a cool thing to have. Well, I think it's also cool that it's kind of an Oliver Stone movie that's not, it's like, Pre Oliver Stone, before he got super political. Yeah, before we know <laughs> Oliver Stone the way he is now, yeah. making you know political films and et cetera, war, et war films, like pre yeah. pre platoon, yeah, yeah. pre um, born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, I mean, this is know, a movie about like a like pre JFK. A, this is like kind of like a horror movie, isn't it? I've never seen it. It's like a like a horror. Yeah, it's a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, it's so I, I'm I'm I mean I'm gonna order it. Why not? <laughs> You know, nice. you know, you know how you are about complete being complete. So I'm sure yeah, you'll I gotta get it, get it now because I don't even have the DVD. Yeah, and I honestly haven't bought the last last couple of Oliver Stone stuff. Well, Snow and with Snowden. I, I don't have a. I don't have his documentaries either. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have Snowden, and I don't have a, a couple of the documentaries that he did. Um, and I don't. I don't know if it counts, but he did that whole. Um, like what was it, like history of the United States according to Oliver Stone or something like that. Okay. That documentary from H was it HBO a few years ago? I don't know. Can't remember. Anywho. But anywho, let's move on. Yeah. Cause we're moving on now to Kino Lorber yes. releases. Cause Kino Lorber doesn't um they don't release nice slates like a lot of these other companies. They just drop different titles every single day of the week, and you kind of just got to find them. <laughs> and, and, and so when it comes to Kino with us, we're, we're going to pick out some highlights and, and share them with you. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. We, we can't yeah, cover we – every, we can't say yeah. everything. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, some titles that are, I guess, you know, pertinent to us or titles that we're, 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 we are going to probably pick up eventually. Yeah. Um, and for me, this first one here is fascinating for me because I, I, both Steven and I have, I would say lots of these movies by this actress, and this is a movie uh, starring Marlena Dietrich, but both Steven and I have the, um, the Stern, Von Sternberg and Dietrich sets from Criterion, and Steven has the indicator set of Dietrich Von Sternberg as well, um, and, but but I also have the Kino release of Blue Angel or from 1930, which is supposedly was her first film. 
but apparently it's not mm, yeah. because this film here titled The Woman One Longs For which came out in 1929 and is a silent film also stars Marlena Dietrich um and what is happening is that um this is getting a release from Keen Warber Classics regular label yeah it's not coming from their Kino Lorber Studio Classics label. And it's it's one of those that you'll notice that has that really white cover yeah. <laughs> that a lot of their stuff. And I'm assuming it's gonna be like a slip box because some of theirs some of their earlier Kino classics have slip boxes. And this just comes with an audio commentary by film historian Galen Studiar. And it has the orchestral score by Pascal Schumacher and 5.1 surround or 2.0 stereo. But apparently this film was restored in 2012. So I don't know how good of a restoration it is, but I guess we'll find out yeah, we'll when find it, it comes out. Yeah. <laughs> and the next release is something a little more modern. Well, by modern, I mean 20 years old. <laughs> and this is a film called Poison, directed by one of my favorites in Todd Haynes. Yes, yes. And this is I. This is his second feature film. I thought it was his first, but it's his second feature film. And the special features include a new introduction by director Todd Haynes, a Sundance Q&A with Todd Haynes, producer Christine Vachon, and executive producer James Seamus for the 20th anniversary of the film's Grand Jury Prize. That's nice. Archival 1999 audio commentary by Haynes, Vachon, and star-slash-editor James Lyons. Look at booklet essay... Uh, Last Address, which is a short film by Iris Sachs, and then original trailer because we're still putting trailers yeah, on Blu-rays and DVD releases. Yeah, why? I don't know why. Why? I, Unless these trailers aren't available anyplace else, I, then I, I guess maybe, I guess maybe they're thinking on maybe on. one day like YouTube will shut down or something. <laughs> yes, I guess, but I, you know they and they like to say you know well because there are different trailers for, from different countries, so sometimes they'll say. Okay, this is the tra- this is the international trailer. This is the U.S. trailer, or this is you know the teaser of the teaser of whatever trailer. It, it's pro- part of it's probably <laughs> just a, a, a completion of everything. I, they, it's almost like a standard thing now. Like they think it's like if you have it, put it in there. Like still galleries and you know like yeah, I don't know why they're still putting still galleries on on there because they're just pictures, I guess, to just upload digital pictures. pictures. Really- yeah, I mean I don't. But moving on to the next thing um, is a movie. Hold on, I gotta scroll down now because if you go to yeah, if you go to you, if you go to um, Keno Lorber's page on their Facebook, it's just a series of (laughs) massive releases, and I can't find you looking for. What am I looking for? I'm you're, looking for the it's web. On, it, it, it's on this. It's, it's on classics page. Yeah, I'm on their classics oh, page. Is shit. it far down? It must. Oh be. nope, found it. Okay. Yeah, it's way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's way down. Um, yeah. So this is a film from 1947. Uh, this is a film that has a, this has a new commentary by professor and film scholar Jason A. Nay, um, and that's it. It has a theatrical trailer yet again. Yeah. Black and white, 87 minutes. Um, yeah, this film looks like it stars Edmund O'Brien, Ella Raines, William Bendix, and one of my all-time favorites in Vincent Price. Yes. 
So it's it's got to get it. It's, gotta get it's, it. it's like an early film. It's a film noir. Like it's a little. It's a yeah. Like it a, looks like a film noir. It's, you th- see the poster. Yeah. It's it's like a, an attorney. Like for some reason is like the bodyguard for some client. He pretends to be a and then like during like a like them moving him somewhere. He some like some guy gets murdered and then it's it it seems like an interesting plot. I was I was it it intrigued me. But Vincent Price is the reason I would buy, I I will buy this. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get as many Vincent Price films as I can. Yeah, so that would that that's gonna add to my collection. And I believe this film came out what a year after Laura or somewhere around there. Somewhere around there, yeah. And that and Vincent Price was in there was in that film as well. Um, but the next film is the Claudette Colbert film, which yet again I gotta scroll all the way up because there's two. Claudette Colbert film that they are releasing. Well, Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray are both in both of these movies. They are. And Claudette Colbert is probably most famously for being in It Happened One Night, a film that I know Stephen loves very passionately. I love it. <laughs> and this uh, this, this also uh, has an audio commentary by, by film historian Kat Ellinger um, and theatrical trailer, and that's about it. And this is coming in July, July 20th, actually. Uh, it's called The Gilded Lily. And yeah, Fred McMurray and Ray Milland are in it. And then the next film, which has also Claudette and Col- Claudette Colbert and Fred McMurray, is The Bride Comes Home, with also Robert Young as well. Yeah. And yet again, the, the, an audio commentary and by fi- author slash film historian Lee Gambin, and that's it. And they they both came out in 1935, and they both are directed mm-hmm. by Wesley Ruggles. So they're yes, they so are. it's kind of a, kind of a matchup there. Let's see. Uh, didn't it happen one night also come out in that 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 year or was that the year before? Yep, the year before, mm. nineteen thirty four. So it'll go right. So this next was to this is right off of her success of that movie. Yes, and so she Oscar yeah, win, I believe. Yeah, yeah, she won an Oscar. Well, she didn't even want to do that movie, which is funny. <laughs> which is oddly enough. And then we have another movie here called Thunderbolt, which is always a great. Great title for a movie. Yeah, I mean, you could call any, you know, so many movies Thunderbolt, and, and you know, but uh, this every is every time a, I think, yeah, every time I think of Thunderbolt, I think of Thunderball, the yeah, James Bond movie. Yeah, but yeah, it, this is a film from 1929. Yeah, it's a Joseph Von Sturberg movie. Yes, um, talk about connection to Marlena Dietrich that we just had, um, and this was one that he probably did. Yeah, he did it in 1929. So I want to say it's a German it's, film. It's a, it's, it's a German film? It's a German silent film. Um, yes. Yeah. It's pre-code, proto-noir, kind of pre-noir, that mixes electrifying thrills and torrid romance. Now, that's a word, torrid. <laughs> um, this all, this has an audio commentary by film critic Nick Pinkerton. That is, that is it. But yeah, this is coming out July 20th 20, as well. Yep. Yeah, it looks like it's getting both a blue... These are all getting both DVDs and Blu-ray releases. So whichever one you want, you get. Um, is yeah, yeah. So that's that Thunderbolt. Uh, next is the Plainsman, and I gotta. And this one's a, this one's a, a Cecil a Cecil B. DeMille film um, from 1936. It it stars uh, Gary Cooper and Gene Author. Um, oh, nice. So yeah, I mean it's it's. You know, if you're into collecting the the you know some films from the classic directors, I mean, this would be a good one to get. Um, also, yeah, I 
I was gonna say, yeah, of course. And, and I, I have to add it to my uh, <laughs> my Cecil B. DeMille section. Yeah, yeah. And then I think the next in our notes is also from DeMille. Um, if I'm not the Unconquered. Yes, Unconquered, which I have on DVD. So it's going to be an upgrade for me. And I was actually wondering about this movie the other day when I was compiling the list for this specific episode. Yeah. I was wondering, hey, Unconquered doesn't have a Blu-ray release. Well, guess it does now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but what is interesting is we know um, as of right now, there's no information about the um, – what type of restoration we're getting or what type of extras they have. I know the DVD has an introduction by the late Robert Osborne from TCM. I don't know if that's going to carry over or if there's some licensing thing with TCM or Warner Media or whoever owns TCM now. Um, so who knows? Yeah. Who really knows? And then the last film here is The Accused, which they kind of announced simultaneously with Unconquered. And The Accused is a film also from... Um, it's from 1949, starring Loretta Young, Robert Cummings, Wendell Corey, um, and this is getting a new 2K master. Mm. Um, and I really, really am looking forward to see to getting this one as well because it's also directed by William Dieterlay, and his name pops up like every now and again when I'm like, I'll just watch a random movie and it'll be oh directed by uh, William Dieterlay. He directed Duel in the Sun. Which has a Kino release as well. I'll be seeing you. Which has a which has a Kino release as well. He did uh, he direct the hunt. Yeah, I was the say Hunchback, Hunchback of Notre yeah. Dame, which is has a regular Warner release. That was something they should have waited, made it a Warner Archive release. But hmm. yeah, cool. Well, and that's that's all from Kino. That's that's but yeah. check Kino every day because <laughs> every day they've got they've got new announcements. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little overwhelming. Uh, Kino can be a little overwhelming, but um, uh. So that's going to be all it for what we're going to talk about in the announcements. But uh, we did, you know, we like to talk about some things that we've recently bought, some pickups, some acquisitions. And um, I got a few, and I think I think Andrew uh, finally got something in, uh, that maybe. I did. Do you want to go ahead and talk about what you got? I mean, speaking of Kino, might as well go from Kino to Kino. It's like, I guess. Like never ending. We might, this might as well just be a Kino podcast. Yeah, Kino Kino now, <laughs> yeah. Kino now. Well, I think that's the name of like their streaming. Yeah, they're, they're, it's their name. Yeah, we're not going to do it, so it's okay. No, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> but anywho, so Kino's having a sale. Uh, Steven talked about how he put it in order um, before last episode, and I put an order. I just put it in order in this week, and it already came. I think I put it in order. I don't know, sometime earlier in the week, and it got here by Saturday. So I ended up getting two films by Douglas Sirk, two films by uh, Billy Wilder, and the Cary Grant box set. So the two films by Douglas Sirk are All I Desire and There's Always Tomorrow. Both films star Barbara Stanwyck. Coincidentally, one film stars Fred McMurray, so he's coming back again. Um, and then the uh, Billy Wilder films are Five Graves to Cairo, which stars French Show Tone and Ann Baxter, and then A Foreign Affair, which stars Gene Arthur, Marlena Dietrich, and John Lund. And these are all from his 1940s catalog. So basically, I'm just like filling in my director gaps yeah. with this release here. And the Cary Grant box set has an interesting story to it because uh, this came out back in September. I bought it from, actually, I pre ordered it. I pre ordered it and bought it from Amazon. The box set came damaged. 
I brought it, I returned mm. it, got another one, also came damaged, so I returned that one. So I'm like, I'm not I'm not going to order another one from these people. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's... we've talked about it, the Kino box sets, the cardboard is is sensitive. Yeah, you know, it's any sensitive. little bumps, this thing's going under. It, it, it also you get something from Amazon that, that it could be a thick package oh. like like that set, but they put it in a goddamn. They put it in a bag. In they a put bag. both of them in a bag. <laughs> I mean, it's. In, I mean, like a bubble envelope, but yeah. it might as well be a bag. Yeah, it really put will. the fucking There's thing no in protection. a box. Put it in a box for the love of yeah, God, and, Jesus. and and put it in a box and don't put the. Don't put the, the the bubble, the little bubble thing, just on top. You got to put it on the sides because the rattling is what you're trying to prevent. But the the Cary Grant collection box set comes with three films: uh, "Lady Should Listen," "Wedding Present," and "Big Brown Eyes." And it's part of my never-ending quest to collect all of Cary Grant's films. Your your quest to to, to get all Cary Grant's films is the same as my quest to get every Nicolas Cage film. So. You know, yes, yes, it is. Ours are we have both honorable quests. Um. Both honorable. <laughs> right. I have several. Requ- I have several quests to get for certain actors and actresses where I want to get all of their films. You, you want to do Paul uh, Newman too, right? Paul Newman. Yeah, Paul Newman is my favorite. So him, Ingrid Bergman, Cary Grant, Jimmy Stewart, um, uh, Elizabeth Taylor's another one. Uh, just you know, certain Kath, uh, Catherine Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn. Just so some of them. A lot of classic. Of a lot of classic favorites. Hollywood. Yeah. A lot of class, a lot of old Hollywood classic Hollywood yeah. uh, people, which is really nice now, is that a lot of their movies are finally getting Blu-ray releases. So yeah. I'm just gonna wait until they get them and not, you know, not do what I normally do, which is be impatient, buy the DVD, and then a day later, the Blu-ray gets announced. Yeah, like that happens to me constantly. Yeah. But Stephen, what did what did you pick up on this fine? Yeah, well, well, not well, not just today. Well, but I was going to say two weeks. Yeah, but yeah. During day. the last period between episodes, <laughs> I had a few things come in. Um, I I want to I want to go ahead and do a shout out to uh, Brian uh, Howell, who who's in the Criterion Now group. He he posted this film in there and and gave it a rave review. So I was like, well, that looks interesting. I think I'll go and buy that. Um, and it's a film called Witch Hunter. Uh, or I'm sorry, Witch Hammer. Witch Hammer, uh, it's a Czech film, and it's put out by Second Run, and uh, it's it's a it bas- it's a basically a film about the 17th century witch trials, um, and it looks it looks interesting. Um, you know, Witch Hammer tra- uh, transforms the horrific tales of a notorious 17th century witch trial into a powerful allegory of life under. Uh, totarian uh, role, so it's you know it looks like it's a very artfully made movie about killing witches. Um, <laughs> but uh, nice. he gave it a rave review, so I nice. figured I would just take a chance on it and um, and pick it up. So um, I got that. I also got um, something from Eureka, and uh, this is another one of them Jackie Chan films. Actually, in this case, it's three three films it's called the lucky stars um it's it's a kind of a trilogy of films um they're kind of action comedies um one the first movie is called winners and sinners um the second film is called the lucky stars and the third film is called twinkle twinkle lucky stars (laughs) so they might i like the theme there yeah so they might sound like they're kids films which maybe they could be i don't know i haven't seen them yet but um 
it comes in a great package. It's got a good slip cover. It's kind of got that soft touch slip cover. Um, and it comes in like, you know, each, it's kind of, you know, a case that's got three, three spots for each disc. It's got a booklet. Um, it's very colorful, colorful set here. Um, but I'm excited to check it out. I, I, I'm going to get all these Jackie Chan films and then I'm going to spend a weekend just watching every one of them, um, that I haven't seen. So I'm excited to, to crack this open eventually. And then the last one I got, um, this is a, this actually just came out, um, I think this past week. Um, and it's a, a Spanish film, um, called the day of the beast. Um, and it's from a director. His name's Alex de la Iglesias. Um, and this is like a horror, like a horror comedy, um, a very dark comedy. Um, and it's about a, it's about a priest who basically figures out when the apocalypse is going to happen. And so he needs to find a way to meet Satan. Um, so he decides the only way he can meet Satan is to commit sin, as much sin as possible. And then, I guess, do the right spells to get, you know, stop the end of the world um, to get to Satan. So it's got a lot of uh, very dark humor in it. Um, I did see, I have seen this film and it's, it's a very, it's a very good dark comedy. Um, I can't wait to look at some of these special features in it. Um, But it does have a 4K release. I decided to get the the Blu-ray to save a little bit of money and it looks great. Um, But I bet you that 4K, that 4K is probably a little crisper. Um, but yeah, great film and, um, uh, good pickup. Yeah, that's it. That's all for me. So nice, nice international group of films. Yeah. Yeah. I went on no American for me, sir. I went all international. Um, and so from there we're at, we're at for, that's it for our, uh, acquisitions. And so now we get into our kind of big main topic here. Ooh, uh, yes. Which our main discussion this week is going to be about, films we feel need upgrades uh, there's a lot of films that have never gotten you know blu-ray upgrades they've kind of like been lost in the dvd section uh and then some films that have never really gotten proper even dvd releases i mean there, there's, there's some of them out there but um for the most part i think these are things that really need blu-ray upgrades um yeah it, we did yeah this is going to be kind of like an ongoing like recurring topic because there are so many titles that either need re-releases or need releases in general. And we searched high and low to make sure that none of these movies that we talk about have Blu-ray releases anywhere when we're talking about movies that need releases. Because uh, there are some surprises. Like I, There are movies that I thought didn't have any rele- Blu-ray releases, and then all of a sudden they have Blu-ray releases from you know Spain two years yeah, ago or yeah. something. Or, you know, there's, there's some some release from Germany that happened in 2010 and yeah. you just didn't know about it. And there are movies that people are clamoring for Blu-ray releases here. And turns out there was a Blu-ray release a year ago in some, you know, foreign country for this movie. So it's, it's, it's weird. We, we, we were it's trying, we were really trying weird. to stick to a strict role of, of su- movies that have definitely not had Blu-ray releases. Um, yeah. Movies that are in, completely fresh. Yeah. That really Maybe need f- to have an upgrade. And so, and so, come on now. And some come of these on. are surprising that I found. And like he said, we'll probably bring this subject back up in the future and re- and do another, you know, maybe list, uh, maybe with some other people. Um, 
And uh, but for now, we each have I think five um, that we yeah five five is a good number yeah that we can five both, a good number both pick off. up yep. and kind of run through real quick. Um, do you want to start off? Sure, why not? I'm just looking at one right here just to make sure. Um, everyone knows Martin Scorsese, right? I think I, I yeah. would assume so. Well, there's a film that he did in the '90s starring one of. Steven's favorite actors, Nicolas Cage, oh, called yes. Bringing Out the Dead. Yes. This has no Blu-ray release anywhere. All it has, at least from my knowledge, is a DVD release. It's got two DVD releases, one from 20 years ago and one from <laughs> eight years ago. And it's like, okay. And it's like, all right. But I've got I've got an old DVD release of it. Um, that's it. But it's an underrated movie, I think. I think it deserves a, a Blu-ray release. I would say all of Scorsese's stuff needs a blu-ray release um initially i was going to go with his movie after hours but it turns out after hours um does have a blu-ray release somewhere it has one from in spain that came out last august <laughs> so after hours has been teased for years on criterion so perhaps that'll happen eventually but bringing out the dead starring nicholas cage who is um he yeah, it's just him. He's just an overworked, just kind of lucid, kind of losing his mind. Which not a big, not a far stretch for Nicolas Cage. Um, he's in like a a rescue worker. He 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 drives an ambulance, and but he does it like in the late late hours of the of the night. Yeah. So it's one of those like seedy night, like New York type of Scorsese films written by Paul Schrader. So well, I mean, yeah, you could it's say like it's like it's like Taxi Driver, yeah. but. With uh, with a rescue worker, <laughs> yeah, with played the, by Nicholas Cage, like with an EMT guy, yeah, and he just yeah, who's like slowly kind of just getting driven down by his job and just the stuff that he's going through, and it's a really good movie. I think it's really underrated. Well, you know me, I, I'm I I just said that you know I'm collecting all Nicholas Cage movies, so I need this to have a Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, yeah, come on now, I need it to have to complete my list of all his movies. So, but I do have the DVD, so I, I do technically have it still, but. All right, cool. Um, I'm going to start out talking about um, a filmmaker that I'm I'm still going through his some of his stuff, uh, and this was a good discovery um, that I recently found is a, a movie from Carl Franklin, um, and it's a movie called uh, One False Move. Um, it came out in 1992, and it stars uh, Bill Paxton, Billy Bob Thornton, um, and it's it's kind of it, I mean it's like kind of a cool like action movie you know like it's a small town action movie kind of kind of made me think of uh last man standing that came out uh or last i think it was the one with schwarzenegger it was it the last man or the last man standing something oh, like that the, or the last stand i think is what it's called yeah isn't it called the last Stand? maybe that's it but it kind of reminds me i kept thinking end of days but that's not it. Yeah, that's well not i mean it. that's a cool movie too but <laughs> we don't need to talk yeah about last that. stand yeah with, uh, but, but kind of um, like that where it's like a group of um kind of criminals come are coming to town and you have this one kind of like small town sheriff guy that's got to like stop the people but in this case it's a little different like this movie gets into a lot of like uh you know deeper things about rate racial stuff you know because bill paxton plays the small town sheriff and then these two fbi i think they're fbi agents come down one of them's black one of them's white and then there's a little bit of a kind of like a between people that are from the city, people from the country, you know, and then some racial stuff, you know, people that are, that live in the South kind of have a different view of race and, you know, just stuff like that. And then you got Billy Bob uh, Thornton, who 
is um him and uh, there's another actor main actor that's really good too um michael beach um they're oh wow yeah yeah there he's in it too um and they're on their way to this town and they kind of know they're on their way and they're just waiting for him to show up basically so there's some downtime with the bill paxton and the fbi agents and they kind of like are getting to know each other and some stuff comes up but it's a really it's a good kind of like good action movie that doesn't have a ton of action but it's got a good message in there and it's it was kind of a cool little underrated gem that i found but it does not have a blu-ray release um you can rent it you can get a dvd i think somewhere but that's it so and carl franklin's starting to get some of his stuff put out i think indicator put out um um uh was it a devil in a blue dress um mm, yes it recently did. so uh, maybe some more carl franklin will come out soon so nice um well i'll stick with another kind because of, was that a 90s film I don't yeah know. 92 yeah oh good because i'm good transition because this movie i want to talk about is from 97 and it does not have a blu-ray release it has a couple of dvd releases and this is eve's bayou okay the film uh by casey lemons and I brought this film up, and this film came to mind recently because I rewatched Candyman, and Casey Lemons is in that movie as an actress. And I was remembering, I was like, yeah, Eve's Bayou, uh, which she directed several years later, doesn't have a Blu-ray release. And this is a film that stars uh, Journey Smollett, um, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie, and this is a film that's really solid. Yeah. it's it, it takes place, like, Talk about like like a Southern Gothic type movie. It's dealing with kind of like voodoo magic and stuff like that. <laughs> and it's all like told from the perspective of the young, this young girl portrayed by uh, Journey Smollett, who is kind of like she's in tune with a lot of magical stuff that's kind of happening. But it's like that dark, like Cajun voodoo magic. And it's a really good, solid movie from 97. And it's it's underrated i would say um and i think it may be one of the i was gonna say i was gonna say yeah casey lemons didn't direct many things um she directed eve's bayou which was her feature film which is this she directed talk to me black nativity and then that movie harriet that came out a couple of years ago which is i believe is about harriet tubman um and i and that is it yeah i remember harriet because cynthia revo got nominated for an oscar i think for that movie as well uh so she doesn't have much when it comes to her directorial um filmography a lot more when it comes to acting but i really like eve's bayou and i think there's been a whole kind of um revolution or revelation when it comes to women in film over the last couple of years and kind of a bit of a renaissance when it comes to people discovering or just talking about women in film and i'm like why not have this movie come out now i mean uh it would make sense. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a couple of DVD releases, a signature series release that also uh, that contains the director's cut. So there's two cuts of the movie. Um, it's put out by Lionsgate. So I don't know if Lionsgate uh, would put this out on Blu-ray. kind of hope somebody else would get it. <laughs> I don't mind Lionsgate, but uh, they're not the best when it comes to putting out older movies on, on Blu-ray and stuff like yeah. that. Cool. Um, well, speaking of f- f- uh, female film filmmakers, um, I got one for you. Um, okay, Lynn Ramsey. Oh, and her film yes. Ratcatcher. Uh, uh, I know. Come on. I mean, yeah. Well, we 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 think this this will probably eventually get a probably an upgrade through Criterion. 
Um, they put out a DVD uh, a while back, and I'm hoping that this will this will come back into the collection in Blu-ray form. Um, By a while back, you mean 2002? I do. I do mean a while back. <laughs> yeah, is crazy. I know. That was 20 years ago, nearly. Yeah, I know. Um, but Lynn Ramsey, you know, we've we, we've seen her continue to make really awesome movies, um, but this was her this was her debut. Um, and it's about a you know a young kind of a kind of a coming of age movie uh, in the, in kind of the most horrific way um, <laughs> you know like 1973 Gaslow um, you know a young boy kind of like you know witnesses his his one of his friends die and and he was kind of somewhat responsible and it's you know there's the guilt of that that he kind of like starts to deal with and. You know the the environment he lives in is pretty rough. You know, there's a lot of um, famine going on, a lot of um, just a lot of you know political stuff going on, things with the cops, and it's 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 a really harrowing kind of like it's got a sweet moments, but it's kind of pretty dour movie. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty depressing. <laughs> and uh, Tommy Flanagan, you know, I, I you know we know him from Sons of Anarchy, but I'd never seen him in a movie, and he was really good in this. Um, you know him as the guy with the big scar on his face. You see him in like I never, I never seen Sons of Anarchy. You never seen Sons of Anarchy? Well, no, he was it's one of those shows I missed out. on. I think he was also in. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he's in um, uh, Braveheart. He's one. Oh. Of, I th- I'm pretty sure he's in. Yeah, he's in Braveheart. He's Morrison in Braveheart. Yeah, I missed. I I mean, not to go off on TV land, but I mean, I missed out on a lot of those FX series from like the two the 2010s and the 2000s. So you haven't seen Justified. You haven't seen Justified yeah, or need... Sons of Anarchy. Or The Shield. Have you seen The Shield? I haven't seen The Shield either. Dude, what are you doing? I know. All those FX series that I just Well, you're too watch. busy watching Blu-rays. It's fun. That's, that's fun. true. That's fine. That I'm not going to fault you for that. But uh, yeah, Ratcatcher, really great debut from a fi- like, like We did an episode on a Cinema Discovery Project about first films. And I think you brought this one up. Um, I'm pretty sure. Um if, if we didn't Perhaps, bring, if we didn't, if we, if we didn't, bringing it up now. <laughs> we're bringing it up now. Great debut film. Great movie. And it's a film yeah. that needs an upgrade on Blu-ray because. Yeah. Uh, it's 20 years. It's about It's, about it's time. fucking time. Yeah. I, I have to <laughs> check. Um, yeah, it's, oh man, what a movie. Um, all of her, what's interesting is that many of her stuff afterwards has gotten Blu-ray, Blu-ray releases, um, but not Ratcatcher. I just want to, I, Ratcatcher may be out of print. Maybe Criterion doesn't have the rights anymore. Maybe, I don't know, I don't but know. they they reacquire stuff all the time. Yeah. Um. But shifting into complete different gears here, um, is another movie. Actually, maybe not even different gears here. Kind of similar gears. <laughs> it's this movie called uh, The Station Agent. Okay. This movie, um, two thousand and three. A lot of people probably have no idea what the heck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's a movie uh, directed by Tom McCarthy which many people are probably going to know more now because he directed um, the the Oscar-winning film Spotlight. Okay. That was his film. And he... and But earlier on, I think this... I want to say this may be another first film from him. Uh, he's mostly... He's got more credits as an actor than he does as a director, which is kind of... Which is interesting because I think he's better director. But yeah, The Station Agent was his first film. Then he directed The Visitor, Win Win, uh, The Cobbler, which less less we talk about that, um, and then Spotlight. Um, So he doesn't have much, but The Station Agent is this wonderful film, wonderful indie film starring Peter Dinklage, um, 
and Patricia Clarkson is in it, as well as Bobby Cannavale, and as well as Michelle Williams. And this is an early, obviously an early role for Michelle Williams. This has got to be because you're you're more of a Dawson's Creek fan than I am. <laughs> so she was still on Dawson's Creek at the time, or was Dawson's Dawson's Creek? I did think ending? I, I think the show ended around mid two thousands. Yeah, so it's kind of that. Dawson's Creek era Michelle Williams. Actually, yeah. So Dawson's Creek ended in 2003. Okay. So this was around that time. Um, I've always been a big fan of Michelle Williams. I think she's one of the best she's actresses great, yeah. out there. She's she's kind of amazing. It's only a matter of time before she wins an Oscar or, or something. But this film, um, basically Peter Dinklage is, he's kind of a loner. He's kind of all by himself. Um, his only friend in the world um dies and I think leaves him like this train station or something like that and he just lives so he just goes to like this rural like New Jersey town and he just meets these people it's a very slice of life existential film and Michelle Williams I think is working at the local library or something like that it's been years since I've seen this movie but I have the DVD I bought it on a whim used at a movie stop store like 10 years ago uh, or something like that, early 2010s. And I was just like, how does nobody see in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> but and the, all these actors have now gone on to be much more famous than they were when they made these film. when they made this film. Um, you know, Peter Dinklage is huge now, Bobby Cannavale, people know who he is. Michelle, uh, Michelle Williams, people know who she is. Um, even Tom McCarthy's won an Oscar. So yeah. it's one of those early films, early hidden gems from from these people. Awesome. I love the I, and I just love this movie. So oh yeah, check, check it out if you can. Definitely, everyone out there. I will. I'm, right now, it's just me and you. So yeah. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I know. I mean, when this drops, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I know. Um, all right, cool. Uh, so you know me. I, I'm I'm gonna have every chance I can to bring up one of my favorite filmmakers, Sakyajit Rai. Um, nice. And. I could have picked many movies that I mean I haven't seen a lot, I haven't seen everything because there really isn't a lot of great restorations of a lot of his movies. But one of the ones I have seen um, doesn't have any kind of release that I know of, and maybe you know Criterion will put out a hopefully a hundred uh, hundred year box set because uh, it'll be his hundredth birthday this year, um, and maybe this will be in that set. And it's a movie called Distant Thunder from nineteen seventy three, and um, this is a a film that stars kind of one of his regular actors. Um, uh, if I'm pr- trying to pronounce this right, Samatri, Samatra Chatterjee, um, who is, you know, was in like the Apu, the second and third Apu movies. He played Apu and he's played in a, a, many of his other films. And um, so this is a movie about like the, f- there was like food shortages in the, in, in India uh, there was like a lot of fam famine, so I guess I think this is partially historical. Um, but basically, the main character goes off to like the bigger cities to try to find ways to 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 get money to buy food for the village, his village. But then the prices of food go up, and basically people starve to death. It's it's very harrowing movie, and um, it's about how the main character has to decide to either help provide for the community or provide for his family. And it's like, it's an, it's a very, you know, um, intense kind of situation that he puts his character in. And it's, it's, it's a good movie. Um, it's been a minute since I've seen it, but it's, it's a movie that I, I mean, any of his movies I want to see on, on, 
on Blu-ray because we don't have enough of his movies on Blu-ray. But this is one that I really enjoyed and uh, I would like to see a release. So, yeah. Very nice. So we've each done three of these? Uh, Yes. Okay. Just trying to keep track. Um, so my fourth one, and these are in no particular order no in terms of lots. Order. None at all. But this next film here is also a film from the early 2000s, and this is American Splendor. Cool. Which stars Paul Giamatti. And this is technically, technically, technically. a comic book movie. Yes. It also came out in 2003. Don't ask me why. I just happened to choose two, three, 2003 movies back to back. Uh, this film is like quasi-biopic, also documentary style. It's a unique film. Um, it's directed by Sharice uh, Springer-Berman and Robert Puccini. So like I said, starring Paul Giamatti, but also um, it, it's, it's, it's an odd film. But it all is about the comic book writer Harvey Picar, portrayed by Paul Giamatti, but you also get instances where the real Harvey Picar is featured in the film as well yeah. as himself. And that's when kind of like documentary and narrative film kind of smash together in this unique uh, take on the biopic. It's like a comedy, it's a drama, but you just get inside of this kind of regular, uh, quirky, like everyman uh, Harvey Picar. And he's such a unique character and real life person. And that's what the most unique part is about it is that this is kind of, this is who the guy is. All, none of these like quirks or anything were like embellished. It's just who he was. And he created a really famous comic book called American Splendor, as well as some other comic books. And it's just all about him. Um, and it's a really like good, unique uh, film that uh, you don't see much about. And he, and Harvey Peacock was someone who created a lot of like adult, like underground comics in the 80s, I think, or something like that. Um, and yeah, just all about his life and it's really unique and just really fascinating film. But when it comes to home video or, or home releases, all we have is an old DVD release. Yeah. I, There's been nothing else. I think I have it. I think I have the DVD. Yeah, I, I have it too. And it's just been around forever. I want to say, yeah, the DVD release came out in 2004 yeah. when the movie came out and it has since gotten a DVD re-release. Uh, through Warner Archive, actually, hmm. in 2013. So that is it. Um, so basically, we're and, probably waiting on Warner to put it back out. <laughs> I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming it would be a Warner Archive release because um, they put out, yeah, because it's, th it's through HBO. So and that's that's part of Warner, Warner Brothers. Yeah. So, yeah, that okay. makes sense. But yeah, American Splendor. Cool. All right, <clears throat> I got an I got an interesting find here. One I was like really surprised had, had, did not have a Blu-ray release because it's from the director William Wyler, and I feel like a lot of his stuff is out, but this one isn't, and it's uh, from 1955, The Desperate Hours, um, and this one stars once again another reason why I don't know how it doesn't have a release. It stars Humphrey Bogart, um, and you know he's one of the most popular actors of his time. And you'd think everything that he's in would be out, and it's not. <laughs> it's got a yeah. DVD, um, but yeah, from two thousand and three. Yeah, that's gracious. And uh, but no, it uh, and it also stars Frederick Mar uh, March and uh, 
Arthur Kennedy and some other people. But basically, this is another one of them instances. It kind of reminded me of um, um, what's the film he did, uh, Santa Madre. Um, oh, the, the Treasure, Treasure of Santa, Santa Madre. Yeah, where yeah. he yeah where he plays kind of a different type of character. Uh, Bogart does, and this is where he plays an, a criminal uh, in this movie, where he him and two other convicts escape from prison and kind of uh, hide out in this family's house and kind of terrorize them. You know, they don't know if they're going to live or they're going to die, and they're not really sure what their plans are. They keep saying that they're waiting for somebody to pick them up, but they never show up. And so, it, it, you know, the family's trying to s- figure out whether they can need to try to, you know, escape or, you know, whatever. So it's – and in the, in the during the whole instance, you know, Bogart's going through changes himself about whether, you know – what he's doing is worth it or not. And it's, it's a, it's a really good film. And, um, the presentation of what I saw, I had to rent this film. Um, it was in pretty good condition, uh, but maybe could have used a little bit cleaning up, but it, it looked good. So this just needs to be put on disc. Um, and so I don't know what they're waiting on. Uh, <laughs> it's a good film. It's a really good film. So I, I, I plead with Warner, please, you know, get this out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually really surprised myself. Um, yeah, it was uh, Humphrey Bogart's last quote-unquote tough guy role. Yeah, because he started out his career playing just the playing playing heavies or just you know these tough guys. Yeah, so that's why it's kind of a callback to his early days. I mean, I'm all for it. Give me every Humphrey Bogart film in Blu-ray, please, all yeah. of them, um, because I think this must have been one of his last films because. He died, I would say, in 19... Yeah, he died in 1957. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is... His, yeah, The Harder They Fall is his last film, and The Desperate Hours is his second-to-last yeah, film. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't even think... I don't even think The Harder They Fall... Hold on, let me check. I don't want to... Yeah, I don't even think The Harder They Fall... Hey, don't don't has, ta- don't don't use a... That's like a sixth film in your list. You can't do that. No, it has a, it has a, uh, yeah, it's the sixth film. It has a French release on Blu-ray. <laughs> okay, so good. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Don't waste. So I'm not spoil- don't waste I'm not one. spoiling anything. <laughs> but come on, if they can get it there, we should be able to get it here. Yeah, I know, right? But uh, yeah, Desperate Hours is great, and it needs a Blu-ray. And uh, get on it. No, no, come on now. So uh, I think this is my final film. Is this number five? This is, this is it. Am I getting tired? I'm getting getting winded. Um, and this is, I guess I saved the best for last, or at least my, my, my favorite for last, uh, no surprise here. It is a Cary Grant film Mm. and it is Arsenic and Old Lace Mm. directed by Frank Capra. This came out in 1942 and this is a, a screwball comedy, if you will, a dark screwball comedy because (laughs) it's, it's, I love this movie starring Cary Grant, but also had Priscilla Lane, who I think is an underrated actress. She was in several films back in the day. She was in Hitchcock's Saboteur, which is a film I've watched many, many times. And basically, uh, Cary Grant is about to get married to Priscilla Lane, but he 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 goes to uh, visit his aunt, his aunts, who I believe like raised him or whatever, to tell him about the engagement and all this kind of stuff. And he has these two old kind of baddie aunts and and they and it turns out they're also like serial murderers (laughs) (laughs) and they they basically like poison strangers and like bury them in the in the basement (laughs) 
And it's yeah. like, and it's and it sounds morbid and grotesque, and it is, <laughs> but it's also hilarious, absolutely hilarious, because as the film goes along, Cary Grant just gets more and more unhinged to the point where he's just like running around the screen, like just at his wit's end about what's going on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I love this movie and it is a crime that this movie doesn't have a Blu-ray release anywhere, let alone, uh, you know, here in the U S in region a land, all it has is a DVD release, which I have. And uh, Steven, I'm not sure if you have it No. Um, yeah, the DVD, the original DVD came out in 2000, 2000, the original DVD release came out. And then they re-released it in 2010 and just like, I think it was that terrible shitty DVD eco eco packaging. Yeah, God. Where it's got like, it's either got the holes in it or the indentations. I don't know. But it's been part of like uh, TCM greatest like classics, uh, legends collections from Cary Grant, uh, you know, best of Warner Brothers collections, stuff, Cary Grant collections in general, um, but no Blu-ray release at all. And yet again, this is, pr- this is Warner Brothers prime Warner Archive uh, put it out, please. <laughs> put out this. Uh, I want it. I want it now. <laughs> oh yes, it seems like Warner. We're, we're really calling out Warner Archive in our. I know. Come on, before <laughs> before things. Yeah, whatever's <laughs> going on before things go under. Just give me more Cary Grant, please. <laughs> All right, that's a good one. Um, my last one, and this was another surprise to me. I was like, man, how can this not have a, a Blu-ray? Um, especially after what I what I watched looked like it was in pretty good condition also and just needs a little cleaning up and put on Blu-ray. And that's a, mil- a movie from Sidney Lumet. And, you know, Sidney Lumet did a lot of films and we seem to get a lot of his stuff on Blu-ray, but for some reason this one hasn't. And this also stars Sean Connery. So how is this not out on Blu-ray? It's called The Hill from 1965. And this is a... I guess you could say it's a war film, uh, more of a dramatic piece about um, these prisoners that, and they're prisoners of their own people. Uh, the, you know, this is a, a military prison in North Africa um, set in World War II. And these are like, uh, you know, soldiers that tried to like defect and everything. You know, they, you know, they hit their own, uh, you know, commanding officers or something. So they're sent to this kind of like prison to kind of, kind of put them back into shape. And uh, one of them, one of them prisoners is Sean Connery, and he's kind of notorious for for punching out, I think, one of his commanding officers, and and so they really want to break him hard, and so they kind of single him out a lot too. But um, this also stars uh, Ozzie Davis, um, and he's really great in the film too. And um, but this is a fantastic movie, a fantastic movie about you know the you know breaking the establishment, you know, um, you know it's. It's and it's beautifully photographed. It's one of the best Lamette directed films I've seen. Um, so I just don't. Un- and it's 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 in black and white, and it's I don't understand how it doesn't have a Blu-ray. It's it's um it's kind of weird to me. It's Sean Connery. <laughs> yeah, no, all Sidney Lumet movies should have the best releases. I mean, if you can keep re-releasing Dog Day and Dog Day Afternoon God. with the same exact transfer, you can give us some newer. For Sidney Lumet films, please. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, I mean, and we just, you know, unfortunately, we did just lose Sean Connery. And I, I just, yes, he you did. Know, we just, yes, I, he I, did. I feel like we need to be getting all his movies out, you know. Um, and this may be his best performance I've seen. 
I mean, it's very, very good performance. Um, so please, whoever will put this out, put this out now. Please. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten a lot of Sidney Lumet's stuff on Blu-ray over the years through through several labels. So hopefully this is one of them eventually. Um, yeah, he's one of my favorites, one yeah. of my all-time favorites. Definitely. All right. Well, that's a, that's a few uh, films that we feel need upgrades uh, in in our collections, and uh, maybe maybe the 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 physical media gods will hear us and and put the seed in somebody's head and get it done. Um, but this is where we leave you. That's it for episode two of Chasing Labels. Where can we find you, Andrew? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Cabzilla06, as well as my YouTube channel, Cabzilla Productions. And you can find me on Facebook, Stephen Billings. You can find me on Instagram at ChasingLabel16. You can also find me on Letterboxd at ChasingLabels. You can find the audio for this podcast on Podbean or on Apple Podcasts. Thank you once again for listening, and hey, keep on buying them movies. I know I will. <laughs>